Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, March 14th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verslini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here on uh, Pi Day 3.14. Happy Pi Day. We're back in the studio. Nick and I yesterday were out at Martinsburg Bulldog Baseball uh, at the at P.O. Faulkner Park after what uh, all the improvements that uh, Trip Tobin and American Legion Post 14 were able to do to uh, make that their forever home. We heard yesterday a lot of stuff about how uh, Trip was going to the county council, city council, trying to get a baseball park for American Legion. Fortunately, that would be in the millions of dollars. So uh, they got some grant money together from a lot of places and uh, put turf infield at P.O. Faulkner Park, which... Uh, turns Martinsburg baseball into a beneficiary as coach Byler said yesterday of of that and a lot of uh, over the last you know two years we've seen a lot of improvements box last year they turfed the mound and the batters uh, the home plate last year but now it's a full infield turf um, they just put new sod to level it out in the outfield uh, it's now stadium seating new deck for us was built shout out jambo construction and fencing and bo bartley uh, as we now have a great camera view uh, right next to the press box but uh, overall a lot of improvements at p.o faulkner park yeah the field looks great and uh definitely you know great job by everybody involved with that project um and they just continue to make things you know better there at P.O. Faulkner Park for both the uh, fans and for the players, which is really cool to see. Did um, I mention stadium seats? Yes. I, I wasn't they sure if you did mention it. You but did. Yeah. There's a lot of upgrades, so From you, it's definitely uh, a cool to see. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Pie Day, too, Spencer, and nobody brought in pie, Colin. I didn't know that I was supposed to bring <laughs> you. You were pie. responsible for Pie Day. Yeah, yeah. I that's thought, what happens I when you leave us. I thought I was us. next year. You look, were look, 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 you yeah, le- you're leaving you us year. for the rest of the week, so your responsibility is to make us happy for doing your work the rest of the week. I thought maybe the money that was not going towards the American Legion Stadium went towards the merchandise that you guys got and I didn't, along with you the pie show up from them for all of us. Oh, so you're blaming Martinsburg Baseball? On I, no, none of the money went to Martinsburg Baseball. Fair enough, yeah. You're, you're blaming Trip Tobin for why you don't have a plan no, for that. No, blaming the town council. Ah, well. <laughs> what? Because they Take gave the, the, mo- the millions of dollars that would have took for the baseball stadium went towards your guys' free merchandise, and it was supposed to also go towards a pie for pie day. That's news no, to me. No, don't float that stuff out there. I, clearly Trip, if up. you're if listening. If somebody wants to bring us Trip a pie, though, that'd be great. If I Trip's like listening, pie. Colin's clearly kind of salty that he didn't hmm. get any merch. Jerry? Yes. You like you cherry are, pie? Or apple pie? I, I'm a big apple pie guy. Apple yeah, I like pie, apple pie. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. Yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie is good, but it's not pumpkin season. No, yeah. you're only going to have so that during that pie. season. I don't know. Chocolate cream pie is pretty good kind of pie. Ooh. Oreo pie. Oreo pie. We're getting deep yeah. into the pie lore. <laughs> All right, but Colin is clearly salty. He didn't get any merch from Trip Tobin. It's true. Hint, hint, Trip. I know you did give him a Trip's floor sanding sweatshirt last year, That's which also I didn't get. So you want it? No, but see, there's the you didn't. I didn't get one last year. I got this. You didn't. You got one last year. You're not getting this. Fair Look, 
Maybe you'll get something one day, Colin. Maybe yeah. one day. All right. Uh, we have actual sports to talk about here, so people, we don't lose an audience today because we're just I think they about care about stuff. our pie discussion, though, as well. That's true. Put in the uh, comment section on Facebook what your favorite pie is. Tell or tweet uh, us at Ethan, the Sports Mix. You know Ethan. Ethan? Coach Ethan? Mm-hmm. Berkeley Post 14? Yeah. Did he say what his favorite pie is? No, he said, tell Dang. Colin I'll take care of him. Ah, thank you, Ethan. <laughs> Good All guy. right, let's talk uh, some high school basketball state tournament began today. Unfortunately, Hedgesville fell by 11, 77 to 66 in the first round to Parkersburg South. A 22-point game uh, from Cam Wilkes was not enough, unfortunately, but four guys in double figures, the 22 from Wilkes, 11 from Tay Wilmer off the bench, um, then what were we at? 10 and 10 from Stefan Barclay and Damon Cook, and uh, – the story of the day was free throws. Colin, was, what was the total? I think 37 three free throws attempted. And Austin Reeves from Parkersburg South went 13 of 14 himself. Hedgesville only going to the line 14 times, making half of those. That's kind of the story of the day. Yeah, that, that was the biggest difference was that uh, even though I still think um, – Hedgesville shot 50% from the free throw line, 7 to 14, which obviously you want to be better. But when your opposing team uh, gets to the free throw line 37 times and makes 30 of them, it's tough to win because, one, you're in foul trouble then, obviously, and, two, they're getting free points. And Hedgesville fought hard. They played from behind for a majority of the game, though, tried to come back, did take the lead at one point in the second half, but then kind of just lost it from there it was a great game they shot well almost 50 percent uh they went 9 to 20 from three-point range so so you got to be happy with that it was just it came down to foul differential and free throws also uh just looking at the stats here uh once again i'm going to plead to see uh one of many things we plead to the sscc why can't you do it for the state tournament why can't you uh have a stat broadcast subscription for every single school and provide these at every single school, that would be great. Uh, but uh, looking at the kind of the you know, the, you know in the co- corner they have kind of the not the trends necessarily, but like where the points were were gotten. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hedgesville had thirty points in the paint compared to Park South with thirty six. Uh, second chance points was in favor of Hedgesville ten seven. Fast break in favor of Hedgesville eight to six. Bench points ten to seven for uh, Park South. But the real number here. Points off turnovers. Unfortunately, Park South scored 21 off turnovers from Hedgesville compared to Hedgesville only scoring nine off Park South turnovers. So that kind of was one of the differences in the game. Could have led to a lot of those free throws. We didn't uh, get to watch the game, so it's kind of tough to tell. But um, whenever you have transition, you know you do see a lot of fouls in transition, so that might have been part of the reason why Park South shot so many free throws in the game. But for Hedgesville... I think it's disappointing because it seems like at least from the floor you did your job. It was just from the free throw line really was the difference and you weren't able to play defense without fouling because Hedgesville scoring 66, usually they win those games. You know, if they're in the 60s, that's a really good offensive day because of the style of play that they play. The fact that they tend to slow the game down a little bit, um, and rely on their defense. So for Hedgesville, you know, offensively to put up 66 points, you know, that's the kind of outing they need to win typically, especially against a quality team 
like Parkersburg South, but um, you know, you made those mistakes defensively, whether it had been in transition or whatever the case may be, that you allowed a team to shoot 37 free throws. Um, that's just you got to play de- better defense without fouling. So uh, there's still a lot of positives from this game, but obviously your season ends today. Hedgesville had a great run, though. It's a really good team. Um, for them to be competitive down there, I think a lot of people kind of questioned maybe heading in, uh, even though they were a 20-win team, you know, how good were they? And they proved that they belonged among the uh, elite teams, even though they didn't come up with a win. So a good showing for the Eagles overall. Um, definitely some things that you wish you had back, wish you did a little bit better in this one. But, um, you know, they they went out there and they I think they represented the pack well and represented the area's talent well. Yeah, and I mean, there was points in the game where it was a lot closer than what the final score indicated. And, uh, you know, I think, unfortunately for Hedgesville, it's kind of like this was the culmination of the last couple of years of this roster because there's so many seniors on this team. They'll be back um, because of that coaching staff. you got to believe that Hedgesville will still be a relevant team around here, but they do lose a ton. Um, so we'll see kind of how the roster develops. Uh, they do have some talented guys that haven't gotten a ton of playing time, so they'll have to step up. But, I mean, you do lose, obviously, a good majority of your roster on a really talented team. So we'll see uh, if it is a little bit of a down year for the Eagles next year. But don't expect this program to have too many down years with that coaching staff. Yeah, uh, They'll be right back in the mix either next year again or in two years. I would definitely agree with what you say there, Nick. Let's move on to the other matchup, which tips off here. Uh, hopefully in about 43 minutes, depending on the conclusion of that. I believe it's a single-A game or double-A game um, down there going on right now at the state tournament. Um, but uh, that would be at 1 p.m. Head, or excuse me, Jefferson slated to take on George Washington. These two teams saw each other about a month ago, and uh, it was complete domination for GW. Uh, 79-54 was the win back on February 7th. I believe that was part of the Parmar shootout uh, down in, I believe, because that was a Tuesday. I think that was the Parmar shootout, West Virginia State. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, you play that game, you learn a lot. And, uh, you know, I think coming into this one, Jefferson's got a chip on their shoulder after that game. Yeah, and we heard last week from uh, Coach Lewis about that game and just one that it was back-to-back games for the Parmar sh- shootout. And it was one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, shooting nights for the Jefferson Cougars. I think he said it was almost like 11%. Yeah. It was that bad for uh, Jefferson, and obviously you want to do way better than that if you want to compete with GW. It's going to be a tough test um, on paper. GW, I think, most likely gets another blowout if you're looking on paper, but we know here in the Eastern Panhandle when Jefferson's on, they're unstoppable. It's just can they bring what they've done here in the Eastern Panhandle finally down to Charleston or anywhere else because that's where they've really struggled is when they go out of the panhandle. Hopefully that's not the case because we'd love to see them make a run. Well, GW has the size advantage, so it's going to come down to, I think, for Jefferson, can they shoot the ball well? Uh, And that's really what their focus has been on. Um, When we talked to Coach Lewis last week, he talked about how when they make that trip, they just don't shoot the ball well, whether it be – you know, from three or from inside the arc, 
shooting 11% obviously isn't going to get it done. He said he noticed that as a trend for a lot of the teams from the panhandle that go down there. But what's good to see is you talk about that Hedgesville game, they shot 47.2% from the field and 45% from beyond the arc. They just didn't shoot well at the charity stripe where they shot 50%. And to bounce off your point, we saw yesterday on social media – to try to prepare for the Charleston Coliseum where Hedgesville went to practice to try to get a better scope for shooting in the Charleston Coliseum as they went and practiced at Marshall. Yeah, they went to practice at the Cam Henderson Center. We heard last week Jefferson went to Shepard to try to get the same yeah. feel. Yeah. So maybe that could help. We saw that it definitely helped even though Hedgesville did unfortunately lose the game. They shot well. I mean, 9-20 to 20 from 3 and. 47 point something percent from the floor is nothing to be mad at yeah yeah but jefferson doesn't have a matchup for some of these guys yes. on gw ben nickel in particular the six seven kid headed to ohio uh talented wing player definitely going to be you know a tough matchup for the cougars and gw has a lot of you know six four six five guys brendan hoffman gonna be uh, tough as well that they don't really match up that well with so that's why I think you're going to need Gladney, Shively, and Jenkins to shoot well from behind the arc because um, you're not going to really go inside too well against those you know taller kids that are obviously going to be tough to uh, score against inside. I mean, you can hit your floaters and stuff like that, but those shots are hard to hit consistently. Um, so you're going to need good perimeter shooting to win this game. You certainly have the talent to do it. And um, hopefully, you know, those extra practices are enough for Jefferson to uh, adjust to that different type of atmosphere than what you get in a normal high school gym. Well, if Jefferson's able to pull it out, we will try our hardest. Most likely we'll be able to get Coach Richard Lewis on the show tomorrow if they pull it out. That game tipping off around 1 p.m. down in Charleston. If you want to tune in, tune in on the NFH NFHS network for a small fee. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. I want to make a quick announcement. Just confirmed uh, after a few weeks of trying, actually a long time of trying, but finally got the contact, everything correct. Uh, Friday, 12-15, Colin, you're going to miss it. But in studio, we'll have the one, the only, Tyson Bajant, TB2, will be in studio on Friday. To ca- we'll catch up with him and his whole process heading into the next month's NFL draft. But that'll do it for this edition, or excuse me, this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, NFL free agency begins tomorrow. The legal tampering period, though, began yesterday. We'll talk about that also. What in the world is Aaron Rodgers doing? Where is he going to go? We'll talk about that on the other side of this break, if we even know. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association would like to thank Pine Creek Structures for being a diamond sponsor and City National Bank, Eastern Panhandle Heating and Cooling, DRB Homes, High Point Roofing, and Aspen Home Improvements for being platinum sponsors of the 26th Annual Home Show. The Home Show this year will take place March 25th and 26th at the Martinsburg Roundhouse. For more information, visit www.easternwvhomebuilders.org. We hope to see you there. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Hadn't had a good time. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. As a legal tampering period began yesterday for the NFL, and uh, it was a uh, lot of moves coming in the last 24 hours or so, but one that we kind of touched on on the show yesterday at the beginning, but I want to get Colin's take um, because... um, I want to get Colin's take on it because obviously he didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday on the show. Uh, Deron Payne resigns after you know they put the tag on him. It would have been 19 million this year against the cap. They get it down to 10 million on the cap, and they get a pretty good four-year deal out of him. Uh, but then that brings the questions of Montez Sweat coming up soon needs a contract, along with the one, the only Chase Young. So, got. Uh, you want to re-sign your first-round pick, but obviously you might be too early to sign Chase Young. He yeah. might be a bust. He's only played one season. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think you got to keep the core of those three guys that you just mentioned together. So I like the long-term to deal for Payne. It, it is going to be tough, but that that is the heart and soul of your defense ultimately for the Washington Commanders when you look at things. And if you want to continue to be a strong defensive team with Ron Rivera at the helm you got to keep those guys together. So this is the start of that checklist. And as you said, hopefully time will come where you keep sweating, you keep young, and then you can continue to build from there. So I like the signing. I like the long-term contract for Duran Payne. He definitely deserves it. Nick, we already talked about this yesterday. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. I think it's a lot of money to spend on an interior defensive lineman, but – um, that only had one double-digit sack season that was this past year. So I, I think that's kind of the risk you run. 
uh, you know, D tackles don't tend to have long careers and especially don't have long successful careers. Um, so it, it, I mean, you do have your outliers. You have Calais Campbell, who's obviously been a long, around for a long time and is still pretty productive. Um, but you also have guys that have that nice brief period uh, of really good production, but then kind of drop off toward the end of their career. So it's somewhat risky, but I think at this point you did have to pay pain. He's coming off of his best season. seems like he's getting better, um, and you do want to keep that – line together uh, because it is not only the strength of your defense but really it's the strength of your team overall um if those guys are healthy i mean that's the best one of the best d lines in football if not the best d line in football yeah and that'll be something we'll have to take a look at the commanders make some other moves they bring back their own cornerback uh, danny johnson on a two-year deal they also made agreements with two offensive linemen nick gates the former new york giant andrew wiley the former uh, Kansas Chief. City Chief, yep. linebacker Cody Barton, and then they claimed cornerback Cam Dantzler off waivers from Minnesota. Uh, the Steelers made a splash move yesterday. They agreed to a three-year deal t- with cornerback Patrick Peterson. Uh, the Ravens, I know they cut Clayus Campbell yesterday. What else did they do? They didn't make? do anything else. So, I mean, that's typically Ravens. Uh, I mean, they're not going to go out and rush anything. Ben Powers signed with the Broncos for – a ton of money for him, I felt like, $13 million for a solid but not, you know, elite offensive lineman. Uh, so they lost him. Um, I think they lost somebody else. I'll have to double-check here. But nothing too significant going on in Baltimore right now. Uh, Taylor Heineke did get signed this morning by the Falcons to be the backup to Desmond Ritter. Uh, real numbers. He got a four million dollar signing bonus, only six point three million guaranteed, up to three million in playing time and playoff incentives available per year. But his original deal looked pretty weird. It was like a two year, twenty million dollar deal. Uh, but I believe that six million would be the signing bonus as well. Um, obviously, if if you're Washington, you want to sign one more of your own, specifically a couple guys. Uh, one of them, and his name is now escaping me, uh, Jeremy Reeves. Jeremy yeah. Reeves is on the open market. His first year, last year, he made the Pro Bowl. He played very, very well on special teams and as well as uh, in the defensive backfield uh, when he was in there, uh, which is pretty interesting. He hasn't re-signed yet, so hopefully they can re-sign him because he's a guy that you want on your team. Yeah, he is, but also just to go back to Heineke, it's great for him to get to sign with his uh, – hometown team the falcons even though he grew up a uh, packers fan it's still good for him and um it just means that there's a spot open as the backup quarterback now in washington the only quarterback in the room there's still a spot open for the starting quarterback it's true so so. we'll have to see uh i I think they draft somebody yeah they're gonna have to but the thing is is where they sit all the quarterbacks are probably going to be gone at that point or at least the top four guys so um, they might have to try to trade up. I don't know what they would be I don't know. I mean, sitting up. at pick 16, they, they've got a quarterback there before I mentioned that earlier. With, right, uh, but this year's draft, we've it's, talked it's, it's about tough. most teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. Atlanta's still going to probably draft the quarterback where they're at. I mean, Desmond Ritter's probably. pretty clear not the answer there. So, But I don't think the Raiders do now, so that takes they, one out. They so. still might. That was Jimmy G really your guy? That, that move confused me. You get rid of Derek Carr and you go for the same guy, essentially. And Garoppolo maybe even a little bit worse. 
Yeah, I mean, we got to we got to I mean, talk about these moves exactly. Nick, you mentioned there as Garoppolo signs with the Raiders, Raiders or will sign with the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders will also came to an agreement this morning with uh, Jacoby Myers on a three year contract, former Patriots receiver, uh, three year, thirty million dollar con, thirty three million dollar contract, contract, twenty one million guaranteed. So, you know, they get another guy to be beside Devontae Adams and a pretty decent quarterback there in Jimmy G. Yeah, but it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, is it really that much of an upgrade that you're getting? Or you're not getting an upgrade. You're downgrading, in my opinion, from Carr to Garoppolo. So if you were going to get rid of Carr, it made sense to just go get a young quarterback and then sign somebody like Heineke or something and go for a full rebuild. I don't really completely understand what the Raiders are trying to do. Like, they're still not better than the Chiefs and they're not better than the Chargers, so they're still the third-best team in the AFC West right now. And Denver's probably going to get better because Sean Payton's there now, and they've been very active in free agency. Um, presuming Russell Wilson doesn't you know, continue to digress and gets better again and gets back to the way he can play, you're the fourth-best team in the AFC West, and you're paying Garoppolo now, and you lose Derek Carr. It doesn't make too much sense to me. I feel like you would have been better off going for like a transitional guy that wasn't going to cost you that much yeah. and drafting a quarterback in the first round. But I think it shows that I don't think they're going to pick a quarterback at seven. That, that'd make that signing of Jimmy G even more confusing. Do they wait to get a backup, or do they go for somebody to try to compete with Jimmy G, do you think? The thing is, though, like, if you don't draft somebody at seven, you're still got Garoppolo. Like you're not better. You're not beating the Chargers and the Chiefs in the AFC West. I, I agree. So that's why you need to go for a rebuild, in my opinion. I don't know. It's tough. You, you look that at the draft order though. If they don't go with a quarterback, there's Atlanta's only four teams ahead of Washington that probably are. So Colts you could still get, get a top one. five quarterback. Somebody might Panthers, up, Texans, Colts, and then maybe the Falcons, maybe the Raiders. I don't know. I feel like at 16, it's going to be too late in this year's draft. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about another contract the Jets signing. are still on the quarterback yeah. market. Jets are still on the quarterback until market until Rodgers potentially signs. But still, you could get a top five quarterback at 16. You take the risk. I don't know. In this draft class, out of the five? Or, so are you're going to roll out mad? with Max Duggan and Sam Howe as your quarterbacks. The inexperience on that team just kind of scares me. You think they have to bring in some kind of veteran. But who's out there? I don't know. There's no veteran. Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Unless you go get Rodgers, he's really the only one. They're not going to get Rodgers. Exactly. They're going to the Jets. All right. Another big contract yesterday. There's no... Andy Dalton? No, thank you. It's better than Howe, probably. Another big contract yesterday was agreed upon as the Bears are giving former Bills... Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, a four-year, $72 million deal that is includes $50 million guaranteed. It's the largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, that's why I was bringing it up. I was like, this kind of doesn't make sense. I didn't think he'd hit that high in the market. Like, I kind of wanted Washington to go after him, but not, not so at, much that. Obviously, four years, $72 million, that's a lot of money. They said... They traded Roquan Smith because they didn't think inside linebacker was a valuable position. They traded him to the Ravens, and then they went out and signed a linebacker for a bunch of money. So what are the Bears doing there? They don't know what they're doing. They, yeah, they, they made a great move with their trade. You know, they get DJ Moore. But, I mean, honestly, 
the Bears are really the same team they were before they got rid of Allen Robinson. Like DJ Moore's, at, I mean Allen Robinson at this point is way worse than DJ Moore, but at the time, yeah, that they had him and they had like they upgraded their receiving core. But I mean, DJ Moore is not that much different than how Robinson was a few years ago in terms of where you would rank them among the receivers. So the Bears are still pretty average, and it's like okay, they got Claypool, they got uh, Moore, and they got uh Mooney who's not bad and they got Komet but I don't know if it's still like enough offensively and then their defense they had Roquan Smith who's better than Edmonds and they trade Smith but then they go out and sign Edmonds for a big contract after saying the inside linebacker position isn't valuable doesn't it doesn't make any sense if you don't value the position go out and sign a guy like David Long who signed for 11 million and is a pretty solid player. Yeah. I mean, they got a – I can't remember who signed him, but it was a pretty good steal by whoever did that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not – I can't remember what team signed him off the uh, top of my head either. There so many it, it, it was a good signing, obviously. Like Long, I wanted him in Washington. <laughs> I feel like Colin says that about every guy. Well, he's also agency. a Mountaineer, so. Right. Uh, he signed with the Dolphins two-year, $11 yeah, million. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, one player, which we kind of hinted at, has not made his decision yet. At least he's not made it known publicly. Today is a Tuesday, so he could randomly decide to make it known public on a popular YouTube sports show later on this afternoon. But Aaron Rodgers, he had the Jets come out, fly down, fly down to California, I believe, last week to meet with him at his home. And uh, he's still not made a decision. And he said earlier in this process he's not going to make the Packers wait. Well, he's making the Packers wait. Well, the Packers have the control, though, right now because Rodgers' market isn't that big. And essentially he can either come back or they can say, hey, we have Jordan Love. They seem to believe in Jordan Love. They're going to roll with him. Um, It is kind of messing up the Packers because it's limiting their money. But they're not typically a team that spends a lot in free agency anyway. Because who wants to go to Green Bay? I mean, like, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there. Uh, it does seem like he's going to the Jets. Alan Lazard is, um, you know, negotiating with the Jets right now. Randall Cobb is negotiating with the Jets as well. Or, or at least they potentially are trying to get him. I don't know if he's a free agent or in, via trade. But, um, you know, if they're going after Rodgers' guys, it, it seems like he's going to the Jets. Um, it would make sense for him to go to the Jets at this point. And I think the Packers are hoping in some ways that he goes to the Jets because I think they're ready to kind of move on, get that money off the books. And Is it wild that they go just, into some sort of rebuild? They did this with the Jets like 14 years ago or seven, eighteen, whatever it was in 2007, 2008. They did the same thing yeah. with Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah, it's just will it wild. work out though like it did with Rodgers is the question. I don't yeah, I'm not sold on Jordan Love yet, but if I mean they're around him every single day, so they seem they see his uh, development a whole lot more than we do. But in the games we have seen him play, and he hasn't really convinced you yet. Hey, uh, Lamar Jackson has taken to Twitter. Okay, two minutes good. ago, well, at 35, so four minutes ago now. Uh, yesterday, Schefter reported that Lamar Jackson turned down a 200 million dollar guaranteed deal back in September. Lamar Jackson quote tweets that with like a question gif. Like, I don't think that happened kind of thing. So he's taken to Twitter already. 
So how will this saga end? I think it's going to end with him being in Baltimore because it's clear that nobody wants to give him the Deshaun Watson guarantee. And at that point, he's going to have to sign for what he's worth or play on the $32 million. He can sit out. I mean, if that's what he really wants to do, but your value's not going up if you don't play a whole season. It's only it's going true. to go down. So, I mean, those are his three options. He can sit out, sign with the Ravens, or play on the 32 and bet on himself again. I think he's going to end up signing a long-term deal in Baltimore, probably for not the amount of money that he wants, but still a lot of money, whatever it is. Also, did I somehow missed this. Uh, Alan Lazard. I just talked about it. Lazard is going to the Jets. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that, but that is that a precursor? Like, is it? That's what I was saying. Yeah, if you listen to me, it took some time to. Get I was off looking your at this Lamar. To what look, I was listen, I was trying to see if Lamar Jackson was had some basis on what he's saying. I mean, Lamar is is a drama king. He's gonna you know tweet a little bit. That's what he likes to do. All right. Any other thoughts on Aaron yeah. Rodgers? All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk about our bracket challenge, and we'll make a bracket live on the air, right? Are we making a bracket? Yeah. Do we have time for that, maybe? Maybe not a whole bracket. Go quick. Yeah, yeah go yeah. quick. All right, well, we'll do that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. If you want to join our bracket challenge on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app, go to our uh, Facebook pages along with our Twitter page at WRNR underscore sports or TV 10 on Facebook. We'll have the link for you there. Closes tonight at 640 as the play in games begin. Uh, but uh, I guess we're making a bracket live on the air, guys. Does it really close at 640? I believe because that's what time tip off is. I thought that they wait because of the play ins. You still have to. Yeah, you can do it after the play. I think it doesn't lock, yeah, until, it doesn't Thursday. lock until Thursday. I always thought they locked tonight. All right. Uh, but Depends we'll start... on what type you do. If you actually predict the play-ins, I think then it would lock. But since we're not doing that, I think yeah, it gets you to right. step. Well, we got we got a lot of games. To, are we doing the whole tournament let's here? Do yeah, let's quick. do it. Go quick. Give us the matchup. We got a whole 15 minutes. We have a whole another break we have to get to. We'll go long on the show today. One thirty <laughs> show. I don't think people will like that. Why not? David Wood chimes in. I'm winning this tournament challenge. David Wood, what's your favorite kind of pie? It's true. All right, uh, we'll start here in the South. The number one, Alabama versus the play-in of... Bama. Uh, okay, yeah, Bama. I think we're all going Bama here. All right, this is the pick that uh, is going to go 2-1 in favor of somebody else because I have Bama in the first one, but 2-1 in favor of uh, the other way, and people aren't going to like it. West Virginia. Number eight, Maryland I'm versus number nine, Maryland. Or number eight, Maryland versus number nine, West Virginia. Uh, I got Terps. Maryland. Go Terps. All right, uh, number... Uh, five San now Diego State. Now we know we're State. not having a perfect bracket. Way to ruin it, guys. Number five San Diego State Charleston. versus Charleston. I got Charleston as well. I agree. Yeah. Virginia at number four versus number eleven Furman. Number thirteen Furman, but it's Virginia. Thirteen. Winning. All right. Uh, I yeah, I got UVA. Furman. I mean, I got UVA, not Furman. All right. Number six Creighton versus number NC State. I got Creighton. I got I Creighton as got, well. I don't know why NC State's in the tournament. All right, number three, Baylor. Number 14, University of California, Santa Barbara, Baylor. Yeah, give me the Bears. Yep. All right, Missouri, Utah State, Missouri, 7 and 10. Yeah, I got Missouri. Yeah, I like Mizzou as well. Arizona, the number two, Princeton at 15, Arizona. Yeah, Princeton's blown out. Uh, Texas Southern slash, uh, what is it? Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson University against number one, Purdue. I got Purdue. Purdue. Boilermakers. All right, uh, number eight Memphis versus number nine FAU. I got Memphis. We haven't picked an upset yet, but got FAU. Okay, uh, FAU hasn't really beat anybody. Number five Duke. Number twelve Oral Roberts. We remember Oral Roberts from a few years ago. I still got Duke. Yeah, I gotta go with Duke. All right, number four Tennessee. Number thirteen Louisiana. I got Louisiana with the upset because Tennessee missing one of its best players sounds just like football season all over again. It does, but I'm still going with Tennessee, at least in this I'm round. I'm going with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Tennessee's been playing bad basketball as of late, so I think that, along with the injury to their point guard, I'm going to go with uh, Louisiana. All right. Uh, number six, Kentucky. Number 11, Providence. Got Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. I think Shreveway has a big game on the boards. All right. Number three, Ew. Kansas State. Number 14, Montana State. Kansas State. K-State. K-State. All right, number seven, Michigan State. Number 10, USC. This is kind of a toss-up to me. This is 7-10. I think USC's got a chance, but I'm going to go Michigan State. I'm going Michigan State, too. I still like it. Coach yeah, Izzo. It's a tough, it's a tough matchup, but you got to go with Izzo, I think. 
All right, number two, Marquette. Number 15, Vermont. I've got Marquette. Yep. Yeah, Marquette. All right, moving on to the Midwest section of the bracket. Number one, Houston. Number 16, Northern Kentucky. I got Houston. Houston. Cougars. All right, number eight, Iowa versus number nine, Auburn. Give me Auburn. Another toss-up here. Yeah, I but Iowa's go got nine, man. a fun, you know, uh, offense. They we can score go the quick. ball at a high rate. I'll go with Iowa. All right, I've got Iowa as well. Number five, Miami. Number 12, Drake, Miami. Miami. The U. For Avery. All right. Uh, number four, Indiana versus number 13, Kent State. Give me the golden flash. I was going to say, I think this could be a big upset, but I'm going to go Indiana. Indiana. You got the yep. blue blood in Indiana. They're not blue, they're red. Red blood. I'm All right. Kent State Indiana. has blue, though. Blue blood. Number six, Iowa State versus the other play in that's tonight, Mississippi State and Pitt or Pitt. I've got Iowa State. I got Iowa Pitt. State. They're an upset. All right, then. Boo. Uh, number three, Xavier versus number 14, Kennesaw State. Xavier. Xavier. All right, number seven, Texas A&M. Number 10, Penn State. Penn State. Yep, Penn State's been playing good basketball. Texas A&M's Texas A&M. What does good that mean? You. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm go glad Penn. you can read. I'm going to go Penn State as well. Number, <laughs> number two, Texas versus number 15, Colgate. Texas. Texas. Colgate's been in the tournament quite a bit. They kind of scare me, Texas but I'm going with Texas. Really they beat well, Kansas yeah. in the Big 12 tournament. They All right, moving to the west side of the bracket, Speaking number one, Kansas. Kansas, number 16, Howard. I got no, I got Kansas. Kansas. Yep. All right, the number eight, number nine here, Arkansas versus Louis, or excuse me, Arkansas versus Illinois. I got Arkansas. Arkansas. Go Razorbacks. Illinois. All right, number five, St. Mary's, number 12, VCU. VCU, I got them in the upset in the 5-12. I do, too. No, St. Mary's. All right, the number four, UConn. Number three, Iona. Iona is coached by, what's his name? Rick Patino. Rick Patino. Ooh. I, I think they come in maybe an upset here against the number four team. Let's do it. I'm going to pick Iona. It's a, match it's a tough matchup. UConn's got size. I don't know. But I've got Iona. I got UConn making a deep run. But that's Let's go, Iona. All right, the other play-in matchup that will be determined, it's number 11, Arizona Nevada. Uh Whoever wins that game versus TCU, I got TCU. I got TCU. Jimmy Dixon, Horned Frogs. All right, the three-seed Gonzaga versus 14 Grand Canyon, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Seven, Nick? I, I'm going Gonzaga. I don't right. have any debate there. All right, uh, number seven, Northwestern. Number 10, Boise State. I kind of like the Broncos. I do, too. I, I like, like the Boise Broncos State. as well. All right, this rounds out the round of 64. Number two, UCLA. UCLA versus number 15, UNC Asheville. I've got UCLA. Yep, I agree. All right, how about this? How about we step aside for our final break of the day? Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this break. We'll wrap up our bracket, and, uh, yeah, we'll finish up the show talking about the bracket when we come back after this two-minute break. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. We're talking with Martinsburg CPA Ken Apple. Ken, should I concentrate on paying as little taxes as possible this year? Well, Rob, I want to pay the least taxes possible over my lifetime, and that might mean paying a little more taxes today than I'm legally required to by making a contribution to a Roth IRA, for example, instead of a traditional IRA. Because if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket down the road, it not only affects my taxes, but could affect how much I pay for my Medicare insurance. Ken, how do we reach you for more information? You can reach me at 304-263-1100. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 14, 2023, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 7 or 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-4343. Uh, we'll be back here now. We're wrapping it up today on this edition of the Sports Mix. Continuing now with our bracket to the round of 32. We'll start at the top once again in the South region. Number one, or I guess, I don't know. See, this changes for everybody. But I've got Alabama versus Maryland. We go with what we voted yeah. on as a team. We're going with what we voted on. What did so we vote on? Two to one, so did it's Did you Maryland. not follow along? We voted two I to one, you. Maryland. Yes. Yes. Okay. Against Bama. Bama, Bama wins. wins. All right, so Bama wins. We got that. Number 12, did we say Charleston was going to win? I got you. Charleston, you Virginia. Okay. I think Charleston wins. I think Virginia I is bound Virginia. to be upset. No. It's a toss-up, but I'm going to go Virginia. All right. There we go. Virginia. Call and lead this since you have Baylor Creighton in the 3-6 matchup. I got uh, Baylor. 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 All right. Arizona, Mizzou. Who do you guys got? 2v7. Arizona. It's a tough one, but I'm going It is a tough one. The Wildcats. All right. I'm going Arizona as well. So now over to the east, 1v8, Purdue-Memphis. Purdue. Purdue gets the win. Yeah. All right. 5v13, Duke-Louisiana. Duke. Duke. Duke, all right. Three versus six, Kansas State-Kentucky. It's a tough one. That's I've been a quite a bit. I'm going to go Kentucky. I'll go Kentucky. Kentucky. All right. And then the 2v7 in the east, Marquette against Michigan State. It's another Marquette. good one. I give Marquette. I'm going Marquette. Their basketball. offense is great, and they have the best point guard. All right, Midwest number one, Houston against number eight, Iowa. Houston, 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 four v five, Miami, Indiana. Who do you guys got? Indiana, Miami, the U, the U. You said Indiana. Yeah, I'm going Indiana as well. All right, three v six, Xavier against Iowa State. Xavier, Xavier. Xavier. 
All right, and then 2v10, Texas, Penn State. Texas. Texas. I could see Penn State. Texas is playing really well. Well, unfortunately, Hook you're 2-1. to 2-1, one. One, yep. All right, over to the west, Kansas, Arkansas. Uh, Kansas, Kansas. Arkansas, Kansas. VCU, Iona. VCU. Iona. VCU. That's point, Iona. Yep. VCU. Too bad, Spencer. This is 3v6, Gonzaga, TCU. Gonzaga, TCU. Gonzaga. 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 All right. Boise State, UCLA. 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 So now we're on to the Sweet 16. Yep. On to the Sweet 16 in the south. Alabama, Virginia. Alabama. Crimson Tide. Yep. Alabama against the win. Arizona, Baylor. Who do you guys Baylor. got? I got Baylor. Baylor. All right. Over to the east now. 1v5, Purdue, Duke. I got Duke. 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 I got Purdue. All but right. you Marquette, Kentucky. I got Marquette. I got Marquette as well. Kentucky. You really like them Midwest. Wildcats this Houston, year. Houston, Indiana. Houston. Four. Houston. Houston, Indiana. I got Indiana. I got Houston. All right. Houston gets the win. Xavier, Texas. 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 In the West, Kansas, Iona. Kansas. 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 And then UCLA, Gonzaga. 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 All right, there we go. Elite eight. Over to our elite eight now. Out of the south, who do we got? Alabama, Baylor. 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 All right, there you go. Baylor's in the final four in the east. Marquette, Duke. Duke. I got Duke. Duke. In the Midwest, Houston, Texas. Houston. <laughs> Houston, Texas. <laughs> I got, I got Houston. Texas. We got to have a one seed. I got, so Houston. got Houston. We haven't had any one seeds. Uh, I was going to go with the one seed Kansas over Gonzaga. I'm going Zags. I'm going Zags as well. There we go. So our final four is Baylor, Duke, Houston, Gonzaga. Who wins between Baylor and Duke? Duke. 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 And in the Midwest, or excuse me, Midwest West, Houston, Gonzaga. In Houston. 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 In Houston, that is true. Ooh. Final four is in Houston. I'm going to Houston. Houston. Yeah. So then our national championship game, Duke, Houston. Who do we have winning? I like the Blue Devils. I unfortunately do too. Wait, who's the national championship again? Duke, Houston. This Ooh. is an interesting bracket that we just came up yeah, with. Yeah, I don't it know. Is. Well. It's too late now because Colin yep. already picked. So Duke right. is our national Duke champion. Is our natty. What what should we put as the final score in case of a tiebreaker? 79-74. is what I vote. <laughs> well, I already put the first one. I let Nick get it. So there we go. I'll put it as the uh, sports mix. I don't know what group I'm going to join it in, but put the all state one or whatever. It is. Okay, I'll, I'll let you guys know. After the first weekend, how we did? All right, you won't I think be it's here. It's going to be bad. It sounds. I mean, bad. there's still you know a cell phone and I text know. messaging. I DSL know, phones. I know, I know. Aren't I know. you going on a darkness retreat, Colin? I am not Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. But Colin, you won't be with us for the rest of the week. <laughs> that is true. So You're going down to San Antonio, Texas. Yep, going to talk about Texas time. all this time. Exactly, it's a big it's state. A nice state. All right. Well, Colin won't be with us for the rest of the week. Have you won't week, hear guys. his voice. Uh, Nick will be filling in for him on the morning news. Um, we'll have NCAA coverage all the afternoon on on Thursday and Friday. NCAA coverage tonight for the first four. Tomorrow for the first four. After our baseball, but uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Be on the lookout tomorrow. Maybe, depending on how Jefferson does, 
Coach Lewis. Unfortunately, if they fall, maybe two baseball coaches will have on the air. That's to be determined, though. Stay tuned to our social media pages. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. As uh, tomorrow begins baseball season for us, as we'll have uh, not Martinsburg versus East Hardy. East Hardy is at the Single A Basketball State Tournament. Not a lot enough players on their baseball team without basketball. So we will have Light Ridge, Virginia at Musselman. So that'll be tomorrow. But tune in for tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.